0: Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this week and every week, well, Randy's here. Regularly. I'm here. Brenda's Brenda's not here,
1: <laughs> and I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I'm devastated. And that's
0: the topic of our program. It today is, is, is devastation.
1: Incredible coincidence. We Brenda, miss you, Brenda. Problem. She'll yes. be back next week. She will. She will. Um, but there's this this great line. Speaking of devastation, this great line from the first chapter of Job. Right, it's the first chapter, and Job has already lost his ten children, seven sons, three daughters, all killed um, in a storm. He's lost seven thousand sheep, three thousand camel, five thousand. I mean, wrap your head around that. Think about
0: that. Think about that.
1: That's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh yeah, and and that doesn't even include he's lost five hundred donkeys, right? Uh, And Job responds to all this devastation with the classic line: "The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." Right. Mm -hmm. And may the name of the Lord be praised. And it's very easy to take this line. Seriously, Mm -hmm. right? Like, this is the point. It's all God's anyway, right? God can be very random. We are pretty anonymous, obscured, invisible to him. We're pawns in this game. God plays with Satan. Job is this fascinating book because it goes on for like 42 chapters. Job and his friends prattle on back and forth for like 37 chapters, depending on how you count. And we just assume all this stuff made it into the Bible, so it must have merit. Mm-hmm. But when God finally cuts in, He says what can be translated as, "Who is this drooling sentences?"
0: Hmm.
1: Right? Whoa! You wrap your your head around that one. If mm-hmm. if you're Job or one of his friends, you've got ten chapters. In the Bible yeah. of what you think is your most profound wisdom. You're, you're feeling really good about yourself. And God cuts in and asks, who is this <laughs> drooling sentence? Right? Mm-hmm. The whole point of the book of Job, or at least one point, it's a pretty profound book. But, but one point is that all the stuff these guys are selling as wisdom In the eyes of God are 37 chapters of nonsense, including Job saying, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away and let's praise him for his randomness. Um, I mean, what the heck? It was God's in the first place. If he wants to take it all back, you know, unbless us. Who are we to say?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. I mean, we were dust and to dust we will return. Right. All that. That's all nonsense. Right. Yo, Job, you were dust, but God held you in his hand. God breathed life into you. Think maybe that changed something. Right. Hmm. Right. Um, one of the first things we learn in the book of Job is that God knows Job's name. God looks favorably on Job. Yeah. Right? Um, God judges Job kindly. We get to the end of the book, and and yes, God giveth and taketh away, but God also taketh away, but then restoreth, Mm -hmm. and restoreth better. Yeah. Right? There's nothing haphazard in God. God is always purposeful. He's never wasteful. And his purpose is, is always to love his beloved, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes God strips it all down to the foundation, down to the studs. But when he does, it doesn't mean that he has stopped
0: loving us. And that's always the temptation, I think, is that when suffering comes, we think, some of us anyway, that God isn't there. That's exactly,
1: either he's not there or he's there and doesn't care, you know, off in the distance, right? I was reading the book of Haggai last night, Okay. Incredible book, right? So the Jews in Judah, in Jerusalem, have been carried off to Babylon, enslaved for, for 70 years, right? Right. They finally get to return home. They return home and Jerusalem is just leveled. Their homes are gone. Protective wall around the city, gone. Right. The temple dwelling place of God. At one time, the most impressive building in the world, gone. Right. Right. It's it's Hiroshima. It's 9-11 all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. Total devastation. They managed to get homes built. So they have a place to live, made some progress on the wall, haven't started on the temple. Right, right. Why bother? Right, nothing's working out. Why did they come back? They're always cold. They're always hungry. They're in a drought. Crops are failing again. Yeah. right. God giveth, God taketh away. They failed. That's why they were exiled. That's why everything's been destroyed. Nothing can be fixed. There's no going home. So, in the midst of all this hopelessness, God speaks to Haggai. Right. Tell the people, why are you living in your paneled houses when I have no home, Ooh, right? Yeah. It's, you're exactly right, <laughs> right? It's, it's time to rebuild my home, which yeah. which in one sense, Eleanor, as, as you, you're saying, right, in one sense sounds kind of cold. You know, you have your home, yeah. where's
0: mine? yeah. Forget your priorities, straight people.
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. But the people are still encouraged by this because at least God is still talking to them, right? Yeah. We're, we're still on speaking terms, right? right? So they all resolve to go out to where the temple was to rebuild it, right? Rebuild being something of a misnomer because you can't really rebuild something that's totally gone. I don't know what you call it, but it's it's completely gone, right? You can imagine what that's like for the people. Who had seen the temple in all its glory? Yeah, right. Maybe we'll rebuild okay. something, but it can never right. be It that. Can
0: never match that,
1: right? You, you, you cannot imagine the temple, what it was like, right? But they get to work. They work for a month. After a month, they've still got nothing, mm-hmm. okay. right? Yeah. God has Haggai talk to the people. Again, right? So you've been working for a month, looks like you got nothing, right? People are like, Lord, we've got nothing. God's like, you remember the old temple? It was really nice. Mm -hmm. And the people are like, you know, Lord, the old temple was really nice, right? Now you've been working for a month, you got nothing, but the old temple, it was really nice. So far, the conversation is not going well, right? (laughs) But then God says, keep working. My spirit will dwell in you. And this new temple we build together will be even grander than the one before. You see, I just don't take. I take, but I also restore.
0: Yeah. We only see one side of the story often, the devastation side. Well, that's... that's
1: Devast, I mean, it's a, it's a really bizarre, almost cruel dynamic. Mm -hmm. But devastation is an invitation to hope.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Right? It's, 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 we, we experience this, whatever it is. Right? But if we truly trust in God, if we truly are in relationship with Him, then, then, We know that over and over the story again is not just, I giveth and I taketh away. Yeah. But I may taketh away, but I always restore.
0: It reminds me of some of the interviews I've seen on TV with uh, the victims in this hurricane, Ian, Mm -hmm. and, you know, houses, some of them just flattened, just, Mm -hmm. again, devastated. Mm -hmm. And the one gentleman said, well, I hope to build again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean so everything's gone but hope mm-hmm. remains
1: and and hope is not just maybe hope yeah. is hope is i am centered in the lord and he will make something good from this mm-hmm. romans 828 yeah. right so I was recently at a conference. I, I met Jean Bishop, who is a public defender in the Cook County Public Defender's Office.
0: Where's Cook County? Is that Chicago? Chicago,
1: okay. exactly. And and Jeanine is, is also an author. She teaches, mentors law students in, in Northwestern Law Schools Criminal Law Clinic. And Jean has this amazing story of being stripped down to the foundation, to the studs, God giving and taking away, but then restoring, right? And, and the story starts out... It, Jean's in college. She does well. She takes the law school admissions test, does great. She wins the brass ring, the golden ticket. She's admitted to Northwestern Law School. And if you get admitted to Northwestern Law School, you really do get the golden ticket.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. In fact, if you graduate from Northwestern and you want to go to an elite law firm, there's a job waiting for you. And that job will pay you big money. Wow. Right? That's that's just the way the world works. Mm-hmm. So during law school, Jean does an insur- internship at the Cook County Public Defender's Office. She loves it. But seriously, that's not where rational people with a Northwestern law degree go to work, right? Yeah. You you don't find the golden ticket and then call Willy Wonka and tell him <laughs> you have, you can't make it he because make it, yeah. you got another engagement, right? right? It, it's just not what you do. Mm-hmm. Everyone with a golden ticket goes on the tour. So needless to say, Jean graduates, she goes to work for this big firm. Money's great, but it's not working out, right? She's not passionate about it. It doesn't feel like a good fit. But, you know, that's where you work. That's what you do, right, if if you have the golden ticket. Right. So, as Jean is struggling with all of this, trying to sort it out, her younger sister, Nancy, lets Jean know Nancy and her husband, Richard, are pregnant. Okay. Great news. Very exciting, right? It's the Saturday before Palm Sunday. They all go out to dinner, celebrate. They have a great time. And that's, I think, where we should stop the story and come back after the break, because this story just goes mind-boggling places.
0: So that's called a cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger. (laughs) And so we will do what you just said. We will stop and take a break, but I want to hear what happens, so I hope everybody else does too. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Family Show. We'll be right back. We're back with a family show. Randy, you were talking in the first part of the show, and I can't wait to hear the rest of this about someone you met, uh, at a conference. Jean Bishop, yeah. right? She's, she's
1: Cook County public defender, but at the time that we were in the story, she's, um, she's working for a big law firm, making great money, you know, confused in her life, but she shouldn't be, right? Um, cause everything supposedly is working out. It's Palm Sunday. It's it's the it's the Saturday before Palm Sunday. She just found out that her her sister Nancy and husband Richard are pregnant, right? And they've all gone out to dinner the Saturday before Palm Sunday to celebrate. Had a great time, right? Now we pick up next day, needless to say, <laughs> Palm Sunday, right? right? Jeans in church. She's singing in the choir for Palm Sunday. She gets a phone call. Nancy, Richard, new baby, all dead in their home, shot with a stolen 357 Magnum. Oh. Right? Richard dies instantly. Nancy ultimately it takes her several minutes to, to die. Nancy ultimately drags herself over to oh. where Richard was shot, and she makes a heart and a U in her own blood. Before she dies next to her husband. Oh my. Right? It turns out the murderer was a 15 year old kid, 16 by the time they, they catch him, figure out who he is, but 15, 16 year old kid from their neighborhood didn't steal anything. What? Chose to kill them because they left their back gate unlocked so it would be easy to slip out after the murders. Right? <sighs> Complete devastation, right? Yes. Gene is is standing where the temple used to be and it's gone. Yeah. Right. Where do you start? How do you start to rebuild it, right? Life is just stripped down to the foundation, all the way down to the studs, right? Wow. And and two things jump out at Gene in the midst of this, right? The first thing that jumps out at her is God had to have been present in the room when her sister died, because otherwise Nancy could not have done what she did. Mm-hmm. She she could not have dragged herself across the floor, right, and drawn that heart. Yes, right. And 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 the second thing that jumps out of her is, if this is life, if 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 I'm looking at what life is, I cannot spend one more day at the firm. Yeah. Right. I I I just if this isn't where my passion is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't be here, right? right? So so Jean quits the firm and she incredibly bizarre, right? She follows her passion from her law school internship and takes a job at the Cook County Public Defender's office representing the kind of lives that took her sisters. Yeah. Right? That's amazing. Rich Mullins used to quote Frederick Buchner. Um, if I get the name right, I don't know, but I think it's Frederick Buchner. But anyway, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep passion and the world's deep hunger meet. Right? Yeah. The, the, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep passion and the world's deep hunger meet. Right? And, and it's all pretty terrifying. Right? The place where the Father called the Son to was the cross. And as he hung on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Yeah, they know not right? what they do. Jesus' great passion was saving, and the world's great need, hunger, was to be saved. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so here's Gene's calling. You know, I have been called to be a lawyer. I've been called to be a lawyer among prisoners. I need to ask, how do I heal you, save you, purify, perfect, resurrect you? Because in God's mind, that's what the law does. That's yeah. what lawyers do. And and Jean had this very haunting observation about prison visits. She said most of the prison visits are from moms. Yeah. Right? People ask, why does the Catholic Church have a devotion to Mary? Yeah. You know, I I think that's why, right? Mm -hmm. Because our mother is who visits us. She does. When we have put ourselves in prison. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can count on mom to show up. Exactly. You can count on mom to show up. All of this, by the way, is covered in Jean's two books, right? One is Change of Heart, Justice, Mercy, and Making Peace with My Sister's Killer, right? And Grace from the Rubble, right? And... And Jean points out that going to the PD's office was really just a step into the journey, right? She's, she's, you know, she's forgiven the killer, right? David Biro, right? And she's forgiven him for God and herself, but not for him, not for David. It's a very interesting yeah. distinction, right? You think of the prodigal son's story and the son comes to himself. It's like you're always your favorite line, right? The son comes to himself. The son comes home. But when he comes home, will the door be locked? Right? How eager are we to see the people that we forgive? actually come home, mm. right? They're, yeah. they're forgiven
0: out there. Like stay at a distance. Yeah, yeah that's forgiving you, yeah. But,
1: but yeah. Decades after the shooting, right, Jean's sitting with her two sons, one's seven, one's 11. Their family's talking about the golden rule, and the seven-year-old asks, what about the person who killed Aunt Nancy? Yeah. And before Jean can answer, the 11-year-old says, we can't love what he did, but we have to love him because God made him for a purpose.
0: Wow, pretty profound for an 11-year-old. Well, unfortunately, it's
1: your 11-year-old, right? So, yeah, like, where did I go wrong as a parent, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Right, not a little too profound for most normal people. But anyway, Gene was like, I had always thought that the only thing big enough to pay for the life of my sister was a life sentence for the killer. Did she ever meet him? Well, that's where okay, we're going, right? Sorry. <laughs> but but now she says, so she continues, but now I understood that the only thing big enough to equal the loss of Nancy's life was for him the killer to be found, right? Amazing Grace, lost now I'm found. Mm-hmm. So 23 years after the crime, Jean sends David Biro a letter. Lays out where she's at, offers to meet with him. Unfortunately, she gets a letter back from him that he would like to meet her. Right?
0: (laughs) Unfortunately.
1: Exactly. Sometimes you have to wonder. He's in prison, I'm assuming. He is in maximum security prison. Right? Right. Sometimes you have to wonder why an omniscient God can't tell when our half-hearted overtures at holiness aren't serious. Right? (laughs) But off Gene goes to the maximum security prison to meet with this guy. Yeah, and as she arrives, it occurs to her, "I am about to shake the hand that held the gun uh, that killed my sister." That's profound, and right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What temple could be greater than that? That is what God has rebuilt. Yeah, out of the out of the just devastation
0: of this right? young man's life, right?
1: And since then. She's met with David in his maximum security prison every couple months. Right? Yeah. My sister could not have done what she did in her final moments the heart, the you, (laughs) the love you thing without the presence of God. And my response, and my response to what she did had to be something bigger than hate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? It had to be something bigger than hate. Yeah.
0: Wow. How did he respond to her?
1: I mean it it's it's incredible, right? So a couple things have happened. I mean one is She ends up giving him a copy of her book about the journey home. I mean, think about, think about being confronted in the, to to read this book about what you did to these wives and who these people, I mean, you think, you think you're just killing these people to see if you can kill people and you're you're thinking that. And you're not thinking early on. I'm I'm picking Mm -hmm. this out because it's an easy escape. And then you're confronted with the reality that you've killed somebody whose last Dying act is to is to to write in her own blood, love you.
0: And if he didn't know it before, he's going to know it by looking at the that's wall. right. Yeah. And
1: and he looks at this and he says, you know, it's it's so it's so painful. To, as I, as I learn, as I learn about, as I learn This is about, him talking. This is him talking. This is him. To, he, 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 re, he talks to her. He learns about her. Friend. Like she'll come in and, and he'll go, so what's going on with your family? And she'll mm-hmm. say, and he goes, the more I learn about your family, yes. the more I know how much pain right. I cause. You
0: right? know, in a way, it, it, it makes me think about, uh, post-abortion, women in post-abortion, because a lot of times this is done it's for the moment, without much thought, without any, yeah. you know, just in shock, whatever. And then later, when the truth starts coming to fruition, that's where the pain comes in—the recognition. Oh,
1: sure, the, the recognition, and also you are confronted with this recognition, this pain, and you think the door is not locked. You think the door is locked. Yes, I can't get that door open. I can't. And and one of the amazing, Not only does this guy read Jane's book. Mm-hmm but he's passing around all the guys in the max security prison and they're reading it too. And they're coming up to her and they're saying, thank you for writing this book because if you've got the door open, if the door to your heart, if the door to forgiveness is open after what happened to you and your family, Mm -hmm. maybe I can come home too. Wow. And that's what we got to remember. Just because there's devastation doesn't mean that God has stopped loving us that door is still open, we can still come home.
0: And look at the fruit yes. of this Jean's, is it Jean or Janine? Yeah, Jean, Jean Bishop. Her. The, the fruit of her forgiveness and love and, and willingness to take a chance and step out in faith, really. really? Not because feelings were there, I'm sure they weren't, but my goodness, you know, what she's done is allowed people who, like you said, the door was closed in their minds. What I've done is horrible, and I don't really want to go there, and I'm just going to die in this, you know. They all see the crack
1: in the door. And Jean has and been healed because she's been pulled into yes, her passion.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: What was I created for? I was created to be an instrument of healing by God.
0: Don't give up hope, people. We're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for The Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. Thank you so much, Randy, for that beautiful story. Um, So for Brendan Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful Sound of Seasons.